um, you'd be looking at that because if the one was powering to the line, then maybe you'd be thinking, is there a bit more distance there? I haven't got any splits, but uh, finish time of 30 and 47 overall. Yeah, so overall time, not bad. Yep. Um, that's a pretty good run. Um, but you, from a trainer's perspective, you'd be looking at the sectionals, just working out the run home, working out whether Cornish Pixie was stopping, on going to look like, not stopping from chasing, but getting tired, going to the line, or whether Chelsea's love was just too strong and getting stronger to the line. Uh, just before we go to our next guest, and you can join us, of course, 0499 736 736. Daniel off the text is following along and said, I got a little bit nervous there, but bang, nice selection, Troy. Uh, tag selection here is uh, Copper Fox at Sandown, the five. So apologies, I'm a fraction late with that one. For those of you listening on delay, you might uh, you might miss. So I do apologise. I needed to get that to you a couple of minutes earlier, and I'll make sure I do from now on. But Tags is with the five, Copper Fox, and he tipped the last in Sydney, so he's uh, he's in good form at the moment, the little half man, which is good to see. Very good to see. And talking about Sydney, one thing I didn't mention before with our interview with uh, with Matt was. Um, there's another Victorian in that race, which we didn't touch on, which we should touch on, uh, and that was Houdini Boy. Uh, gets the start of the reserve. Um, yep. can't, don't know which box yet because we have to wait till scratchings are complete and, and to see if there's any more scratchings. At the moment, the seven is scratched, and uh, Houdini Boy for the Greeno camp will be getting a start. We know how strong this greyhound is. Any trouble up front, and this greyhound sits close enough, mm. Big, big chance as well. So another one that I just wanted to touch on. Uh, we are very, very pleased. We've spoken to some of the biggest names in the sport today and they continue to just roll through. David Burnett is one of our special guests this afternoon here on Midweek Meadows. David, thanks for being with us. Afternoon, Troy and Jack. How are you? you got a fair bit on your plate right now. No, nice, easy week this week. There's nothing on this week. It's just nice and cruisy at the moment. So it's back to enjoying it. Uh, how are the boys settling back after their trip up to the sunny Queensland? Yeah, getting used to the cold weather again. <laughs> ready to ready to go. Uh, look, uh, obviously, um, no no luck in the final, but uh, their, their runs were impressive before. And we go back to their runs at Sandy, and we're talking about um, who Simon told Helen and who told Stevie, of course, the, the two brothers. Um, Simon told Helen, also known as the Nose, to those that know him. Um, but uh, their, their Quinella at Sandown before they went up to Queensland was an exceptionally good run. Yeah, again, they put, put their times together down there and they, they both showed what they're capable of at Sandown. Unfortunately, in Queensland, the nose didn't uh, box well. And as you know, in Group 1 races or any race, if you don't come out of the boxes, it's going to be hard to win the races. So, unfortunately, he got it wrong coming out of the boxes and put himself out of the race up there. And the other dog uh, getting quite um, competitive and to run third in the group, one of his third or fourth run back over 506 months. We were really happy with that. Now, just touch base with me here because rumour was, or the story was, that who told Stevie was the one that maybe you mm. thought had more ability than Simon told Helen when they were younger. Is that correct? Uh, I can, yeah, when they were younger and only a couple of months ago when we were when Simon told Helen had a bit of a break when we were trolling and trolling and when Simon told Helen was coming back ready to race and who told Steve was getting over his injury and Stevie was still trialling a length, length and a half quicker than Simon told Helen but um, again he's done that all his life and just again he's got to get fit enough now to prove to people that he is capable of beating the other dog and again he's run both, he's run 29-14 I think at Sandown and 29-64 at the Meadows so I don't think you have to go much faster to prove to people you can run so 
Nah, no question about that. There's no doubt about their abilities. But uh, maybe Stevie's just letting Simon know on the sideline who, who the fast dog is, you know. He might be getting the accolades on the track at the moment. But just remember, brother. <laughs> um, where's the plan for those two greyhounds next? Uh, they'll go into the maturity heats next Saturday night at the Meadows, Saturday week at the Meadows, and uh, hopefully be competitive and get through to another final. If I had the audio buttons next to me, I'd be doing the, cl- the crowd clapping sound <laughs> at the moment. So I'm very happy to hear that's where they're going and that they're sound. This maturity series is going to be something exceptional if all these greyhounds do come. And uh, to hear that Simon told Helen, who's told Stevie, will be heading there is a very, very exciting. And any greyhound fan out there that's listening that uh, is going to see these races come together yeah. should be very excited. Um, anything else in the kennel we should be following at the moment, David? Uh, no, there's not a lot coming through. There's not really got young pups coming through at the moment. There's still two or three months off of uh, racing. With nothing special in that in that crew. And, um, yeah, it's just the other other dogs. Mighty Max Gorns in tonight at Ballarat. He'll be competing for 430 metres of his 450 metre race. So if you can hang on. Now, I guess while we've got you, we should ask, because it's probably not a question we ask too often, but uh, the two boys, Simon Told Helen, Who Told Stevie, what are they like around home? What uh, was their personalities like? Have they got any little traits that uh, stand out or any? Do, do any of them put their bed on the ground in the morning, you know, those little things, remind them that you've got to go first out in the yard or anything like that? I know. Stevie, um, Stevie's got to go first to the toilet, otherwise he, he likes to say his bladder's not the best <laughs> in the kennel, but... Um, or when you stop a car, you pull over and set a light, you've got to be careful that he doesn't uh, stop and stand up and get nervous then. But um, otherwise, he's, he's pretty good at home in the kennels. And the other dog's just a, just a full-on wants to race all the time. And if you're not careful, he'll slip a lead or slip a collar and get back into the runs to go running. doesn't want to come out of the runs. He just wants to run all day. So just a matter of keeping, keeping him in check and making sure he doesn't get loose and, and um, controlling what he does at home. It is very interesting that you get the personalities on different dogs. And as you say, Stevie, if he doesn't go out first in the, in the, into the yard, he will empty in his kennel. And had a few dogs like that where they, not because they had a bad bladder, but just because they didn't want to be second out. And if they went first out, they were going to let you know. Um, but you can see by what Dave's saying there with Simon Todd Helen too, the competitive nature of him, wants to keep going out and running and chasing. And we see that in the track because his yeah. early pace is just something like we haven't seen in a long, long time. That early sectional where he can absolutely muster and burn dogs off. It just must be something exciting to go to the track with, Dave, to know that you're going with a dog that even if he misses it slightly, in the average race, he's going to be up on the pace with his early speed and almost putting a length or two on, on most dogs. Yeah, it's just phenomenal talent to have. I mean, it's a great thing to, you know, as you said, if he misses it by a length or two, he can still hunt through and, um, and put lengths on him down the back, which is just amazing. From, to, from being back where he was, so I, I just can't remember a greyhound. Great, great I, I can't remember a greyhound ever having done that sort of ability where they they could miss it two lengths or, or length or two and still muster that sort of pace and get into the race. I just can't remember a greyhound doing that. Um, most time you go to the track and you've got a dog and it misses a kick, you'd be thinking next week. Yeah, uh, for the most average dogs, yeah. um, but Simon told Helen's not the average dog. Uh, thank goodness he's got a bit stronger at the finish now to hang on when he does that. So again, I think he's got down to 29.6 at, at the Meadows, which is where he needs to be to win these group races. But to miss that start and put, you know, sometimes still put seven, eight, ten lengths on him down the back is just amazing. And um, yeah, it's a great thing to have and a great dog to have in the kennels. 
Dave, thanks for your time. Always great to catch up and we appreciate it. You've got two absolute stars rolling around and we look forward to seeing them in the maturity next week. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, Troy.